recovery. A word frequently associated with 12-step programs related to alcoholism and drug addiction. Yet, it has been brought to my attention recently that a manner by which we can heal and grow and evolve in our soul's pathway is to recover, to remember, to reconnect with who we know we truly are, no matter what's going on in our lives. In my case, my father was an alcoholic. My father, when he drank, was violent and abusive. And as a child, I experienced that as my father. My mother was an alcoholic and an addict. So much of my life, my mother slept a lot. Vodka and Valium, her favorite method of anesthetizing herself. Oh, they loved me. They did their best. And yet they had addictions and diseases that they didn't know how to deal with. In 1974... My 15-year-old sister was killed in an automobile accident because of a drunk driver. Now, you would think, growing up in an alcoholic, violent environment, abusive environment, neglect, not much functionality in any way, shape, or form, that I might have paid attention to what was going on. I inherited my family's disease and went on to abuse my body, my emotions, my mind, my spirit, my life, and those in it through alcoholism and drug addiction. On August 25th, 1978, I was discharged from the United States Navy. I don't know why I was discharged honorably. I snuck through without getting caught, basically. As I drove up A1A from Key West back to Sarasota, I made a decision on that day to no longer use alcohol or drugs to as a crutch in my life. And so yesterday, I celebrated 40 years in recovery. So I'm looking at the spiritual truths of this organization of metaphysical spirituality. I'm looking at the spiritual truths of the master teachers that we honor and respect. And I'm looking at what was the catalyst for my spiritual path. The introduction to spiritual principles that would completely change my life. The catalyst that would be the calling to service to serve others. We're in those 12 steps of at first Alcoholics Anonymous when I first got to St. Louis after being discharged. And eventually, within the first two years of me being there, I would help start Narconics Anonymous in the St. Louis area. Because there were so many of us younger than dual addicted 
using narcotics like I did and alcohol in conjunction with it, that there was a difficulty in being able to recover in the more traditional AA rooms and those that were focusing mostly on alcohol. So there was a a time of evolution in recovery at that time. And I was able to be a part of that. In my first two years of recovery, I found myself already serving by going to jails to bring meetings to it, to going to the federal prison and going with, with bars behind me, sitting with those who have committed federal crimes wanting to change their lives even though they were locked up behind bars. I was serving, serving, serving. I was giving, giving, giving. As a result of walking through the doors and being embraced by a love and an acceptance and a support and an inspiration and a set of principles that would touch my soul and touch my heart. And so although many of you may not have an association with 12-step recovery and what it has to offer, the 12 steps evolved by two individuals who came from a spiritual background but created a set of steps that people could take dealing with their addictions and change their life. Now, I want you to understand this. This is an anonymous program that is structured but not really very well or organized. There are meetings that are voluntarily created and choose to associate themselves with regional organizations that support how they function and on a national level and on an international level. But it's all done by the calling of the individuals who choose to show up week after week at these meetings. Sound familiar? We show up week after week here to find what? Answers to what? To what no longer serves us? Ways we can make a difference in our lives. Yes, alcoholism and drug addiction are devastating. How many of us have sat not knowing how we could carry on any longer as a result of whatever was going on in our lives. Yes, a disease like alcoholism or drug addiction is different from some of the things that we're challenged by every day, but the principles by which we evolve and change our lives are not. The spiritual truths of metaphysical spirituality, the spiritual laws, the spiritual principles that we read in our service every Sunday, every time we're here are infused into the 12 steps. We admitted that we were powerless over our addiction, that our lives had become unmanageable. The first step became aware of and accept what is. Acknowledge what we've created isn't what we truly want. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Well, in my case, that might be questionable, but... Not the power, <laughs> my sanity. <laughs> We're not sure even after 40 years if I've gotten there yet, but we're working on it one day at a time, as they say in the program. But came to believe, don't we all? Turned our will and life over to a God as we understand. We each have a different view of spirit of God and source. We trust in that. We open to feel and know that connection, to allow that into our lives as we did in the meditation, to allow that energy to flow into us and through us and to experience life differently. In the coming to believe, our principle, we believe in God, the source of all creation. 
in turning our will and life over. We believe in personal responsibility and that we make our own happiness as we co-create with divine law. Different words, but the same principles. I want you to understand that there are millions. Do you understand that there are one in ten individuals in the world have the disease of alcoholism? That one in ten get the opportunity for recovery. And yet, those that do transform their lives make a difference. Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Looked at who we are and admitted it. Admitted to God, to ourselves, to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. To simply accept the truth of where we are and who we are. Not long ago, I gave a talk on change, and that's that stopping and choosing, taking a good look at who we are and acknowledging it. We were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. We humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. Being open to allowing that which we are admitting no longer serves us to be released and to allow for healing, for transformation to occur as an expression of all that is. In the humbling asking to remove our shortcomings, we believe in the healing power of God and that all things are possible when done in accordance with divine law. The law of compensation in step nine, we make direct amends. The principle we believe in the purpose of human life is to experience and learn from life lessons and to order to progress spiritually. In step eight, we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. The law of truth and continuing to take that inventory and be willing to admit as we walk our lives what's actually happening. Step 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. In each moment that we allow ourselves to turn inward to remember our spiritual truth, that we are an individualized expression of all that is, the infinite nature of that energy reflects forward into our awareness. It brings us inspiration and upliftment, illumination and clarity to be able to see things for what they are. To be able to choose in that moment to no longer be as we have been and surrender into what we are becoming no matter how challenging or difficult. Having had a spiritual awakening, the twelfth step, as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to addicts and to practice these principles in all our affairs. We believe that a sincere application of these teachings and living in accordance with spiritual law leads to true spirituality. We affirm that the doorway to reformation is never closed to anyone here or hereafter. So, it isn't that I'm asking you to go read the 12 steps or follow them. And it would be interesting for me to stand here, and I can say it to be true. My addiction and my alcoholism, even the worst and most devastating times of it, served me. It served me to carry me to a place where I surrendered to what I thought was an organization that would be supportive, surrounded by people who love me, surrounded by people who have been where I've been, surrounded by people who are willing to support me in whatever I did. Sounds like our center... 
to overcome something I didn't even know how to or what to do about. You are not alone in your walk of your personal pathway and journey. You are not alone. Not only are you surrounded by an expression of spirit, you have brothers and sisters all around you that are on the same path seeking to accomplish a higher and better way of being able to live. The phrase is in the 12-step recovery, one day at a time, live and let live, let go and let God. Oh, I like this one. If you do what you always did, you'll get what you always got. If it's not good, change is a process, not an event. Don't quit before the miracle happens, they say. We all have obstacles that may arise in our lives. There are ways to guide us to a solution that can open the flow of our soul and our heart to bring our love and our inspiration, our connection, our expression of all that is into the circumstances and situations of our life. My father died in his 50s because of his abuse, sober nine years. My mother has 41 years in recovery. Lives have been changed as a result of that. My life has been dramatically changed. You know, I, for those of you who don't know as much about the program, an individual that you choose when you first get involved in the program is your sponsor. In 1978, I walked into a room in St. Louis, Missouri, and I looked around, and I guess with my heart, I chose a man to be my sponsor, mentor, guardian, uh, enforcer, <laughs> they're pretty much there 24-7 no matter what because you're wanting to use, you're wanting to drink and they're trying to help you find a different way. I chose a man by the name of John B. I'll leave him anonymous. When I left St. Louis, we connected a little bit, but for 35 years, I haven't spoken to him. And yesterday... I used Google. And John Bartlow showed up. There was his phone number. That's not easy to get. It just showed right up on my first search. And I said, hmm, I wonder if that's him. And I dialed the number, and him and his wife of 31 years were about to take a walk on the countryside. And he picked up the phone to see who it was. And I got to tell John for the first time, thank you for saving my life. Because if it wasn't for that man, I wouldn't be standing here today. I would have not had an opportunity to take those steps, the 12 and the others that I had to take, in order to overcome what I had done to my life, even though I had a disease and an addiction. I'm fortunate to have made that decision and taken that step and have the longevity that I do. Not because of what I did, because of God moving through every individual in the program when I walked in those rooms, through John, through those who surrounded me, and it sometimes held me while I weeped and fell apart, 
taught me how to live again. We are a spiritual community that holds the same principles in our hearts and in our philosophies. We are here to support each other on our spiritual paths no matter what we're facing. Whatever is happening in your world, you do not have to do it alone. God, Spirit, Source, the Divine, Creator, all that is. I don't care what words you use. You are that expression and that is always moving in and through you. It's always available to you. Through the opening of your heart to your love and allowing the inspiration of the essence of your soul to pour forth into whatever's going on in front of you. And if you can't do it alone, don't. Turn to someone. Turn to someone here. But turn to someone. And know that no matter how bad it gets, and I won't even go into the stories of how bad it got, it did, I can tell you, it can change. And your life can become a miracle. Not because you choose to know or do or accomplish or succeed, but because you surrender and admit and allow and walk that path. (laughs) John still has a picture of me on his wall. I don't want to see that picture. I'm sure I look kind of goofy and not myself, but I had a mustache back then. I stand here grateful. Yesterday I spent a great deal of time reflecting on what life was for recovery. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my soul seeking to recover from what I've come to believe life was or life is. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for us. I am, we are, God is. Let us think about whatever it is that's going on in our lives. And if our life's going really good, look around. Because somebody next to you is having a difficult time. Offer the inspiration that you're having. Offer the upliftment you've got. Offer the love that's in your heart to someone next to you that may not be able to see that right now. And trust that as we join together as a spiritual community and family, there are no limits to what can occur, what can change, what can happen in our lives, in each other's lives, and in the world. I'm going to leave you with a quote that was shared with me. They say beauty comes from a spirit that has weathered many hardships in life and somehow continues with resilience. Grace could be found in a soul who ages softly and even amid the tempest. I think the loveliest by far is the one whose gentle heart bears a hundred scars from caring yet still finds a way to pick up the lamp one more time to light the way for love.
trust God, trust each other, trust life, and carry on. It's how life becomes what it is. Us expressing our soul's purpose, our heart's desires, each and every day. Thank you.